Mashabak reading Snow Kisses by Diane Palmer, Chapter 6. Abby sat there in the plain cotton gown that concealed every inch of her body, her hair wild, her eyes raining tears down her pale cheeks, and gaped at them on the tail of Tara. Cad was in his pajama trousers and nothing else. He rode low on his lean hips and the sheer masculinity of his big body with its generous black curling hair and brown muscles was enough to frighten her even more. How about making some coffee? Cat asked Melly, although his tone made it an order, not a What? Melly began nervous, looking from her sister to him. You heard me. Melly hesitated for just an instant before she left him alone. First steps died away down the hall. Cat put his hands on his hips and stared down at Abby with his hair tussled with his form hard. It looked as threatening as any storm. Get up and put on a robe, he said after a minute to her anyway, while I get dressed. You don't have to, she managed weakly. You have to. Don't I? You're looking at me as if I were a rapist. Her face blades. It's not. That's how you. That's how you feel too, isn't it? That's how you too. You feel too, isn't it, baby? Put on a robe and come into the living room. Stop looking at me like that. I'm not going to touch you. If you're going to tell me the truth one way or the other. He left her sitting there, his black eyes stiff as a poker. Molly brought the coffee and just as Abby came out of her room, wrapped to the throat in a heavy navy terry cloth robe. Cad was dressed barely in jeans and an open throated blue shirt that he hadn't tucked in. He was barefoot, sitting forward in an armchair, wearing his hair with his hands. He looked up as Abby came to sit down. He said, Well, Melly, thank you for the coffee. Good night. Cat Melly began, Good night. He repeated, the other woman sighed as she looked over at Abby, her expression, one of regret and apology. It's all right, Abby said. You and I both know that Cad would never hurt me. Cad looked faintly shocked by the words, but he busied himself with lighting his cigarette. Well, Melly said goodnight and left them alone. Fix me a cup, will you, honey? Yes. Abby automatically poured cream in it and handed it to him. He took a cup and saucer balancing it on his big palms mouth. You remember, didn't you? <laughs> she flushed, yes. She had just the way he liked it. She remembered almost everything she learned over the years that he didn't take sugar, that he hated rhubarb, and that he loved the thick steak and cottage. Cottage potatoes go with it, and that he could go for 48 hours without sleep, but no, not one hour without a cigarette. Dick for that, he murmured, and then he reached out to put two sugars and cream in the second cup and handed to her, smiling when she raised the sausage hostage. She took it, sitting back on the sofa, and studied the creamy liquid, turning the cup nervously back and forth. Little thing, she murmured, finally lifting her eyes. Isn't it amazing how we remember them after so many years? I remember a lot about you, he said quietly, especially General how you look without clothes. She slushed up her. It was a long time ago, four years, he agreed, but it doesn't seem that long to me. Took a gulp of his coffee, ignoring the fact that it was hot enough to blister a normal throat. <laughs> Stubbed out a cigarette and leaned back. Tell me what happened, Abby. She felt the cup tremble in her hand. It only just rightened it enough. I can't, cat. Took another sip of coffee and leaned forward, suddenly resting his hands. Look up. That's right. Look at me. You remember when you ran over your father's dog with my old Jeep? That's all I couldn't face him. You came running to me, bawling your heart out, and I held you while you cried. Put his hands When Vina Walden called you tomboy and said you looked like sick with bumps, came crying to me then. She nodded again. Made a smile. I always cried on you, didn't I? Always. Why not now? He reached out a big hand, waited patiently. 
so she could put her own hesitantly into it and feel honest with me. From now on, it's going to be just like this. I won't touch you unless you want me to. Now tell me what happened. Did you find out he was married? He? She asked, studying the blank. The man you had an affair with, he said, quick. The one you woke up screaming over in the middle of the night. She swallowed down the urge to get up and run. How in the world was she going to be able to tell him the truth? Ow, come on, Abby, told me he coped with a faint one. I'm not going to sit in judgment on you. You got it wrong, Cat, she said. It wasn't an affair. It's Rose came together. She said, no, I understand Melody say they wasn't married. There was, her eyes opened and closed. The pain of admission was in them suddenly. She tried to speak, then her mouth trembled on words. She was beginning to sense something. His face seemed to darken. His eyes glittered. His hand on hers tightened. Abby, tell me. He droned out. His patience exhausted. Her eyes closed because she couldn't bear to see what would be on it. Eyes were I was a salty cat. The silence seemed to go on forever. Forever. The hand around her own still and withdrew. Somewhere, a clock was ticking with commercial loudness. She could hear it above the tortured pounding of her own heart. At first, she wondered if he heard him, heard her, until she looked up and saw his lean hands. Stuff from near the ranch were contract slowly around the cup till it shattered and coffee went in a half dozen directions on the damp, deep gray pile carpet. Her eyes shut up to his face, reading the aching compassion and murderous rage. The path crossed in wild succession. Who? He asked the worst dangerous up. I don't know. She said, well, surely the God, there was a suspect. He burst out oblivious to the shards of pottery and the coffee that was stained in his jeans. Not yet, she told the cat. The carpet, look, you cut your hand. She explained to Stephen. Oh, the hell with that. He drowned. He glanced at his hand, took the handkerchief from his jean pocket, so blind, half passed around. What do you mean, not yet? Just what I said. It's a big city. She got up and was like, let me see. Come on, let me see. She grumbled, forcing him to give her the big hand. She would unwrap the handkerchief gently. There was a shallow cut on the ball of a stump. We better put something on it. Is that why you backed away from me earlier? He asked, his eyes on the Why you, you were afraid when I was rough with you earlier outside? Her eyes closed. Yes. He started to touch her hair and froze, withdrawing his hand before it could make contact. He laid it back on the arm of the chair. What can I say, Abby? Yeah, she, what the hell can I say? Her fingers let go of his hand, and she got me. There's some anesthetics in the guest bathroom, isn't there? I suppose so. He got up and followed her down the hall, sitting uncomfortably on the little vanity bench, which swayed precautionsly while she rifled through the medicine cabinet for her to suffer in a bandage, sat quietly while she dressed the cup, but his eyes watched her intently. Please don't watch me like that, she has tightened his There's an old habit. It's chiseled mouth, made a half smile. When she looked down at her throat, you didn't know that, I suppose, the smile made. Can you talk about it? She started to cry her ass. I was coming home from an assignment at night. It was a nice night, just a little nippy, and had a coat of one over my dress. I only lived a few blocks away, so I walked. She laughed bitterly. The streets were deserted, and before I realized it, a man started following me. I ran, and he caught up with me and dragged me into an alley. She shuddered at the memory. I tried so hard to get away, but he was big and terribly strong. He pushed me down and started kissing me touching me. I screamed then just as loud as I could and there were three men coming out of a nearby bar who heard me. They came running and he took off. 
to do in a setting where oblivious to cast white stream face. Thank God they heard me. People talk about cities being cold and heartless places, but it didn't happen that way for me. People at the emergency who told me I'd been damn lucky. Was there somebody to take care of you? He asked if it mattered. <laughs> really mattered. Yes, there was a rape crisis center. All women, she said with a faint smile, recalling the gentle treatment the care she received. They sent me over there despite the fact that I hadn't been raped. It's still a mentally scarring thing to be handled that way. Mauled. Thinking about the way it might have been, but... I felt dirty, you know, soiled. I still think about it constantly. Face hardened as he watched the fire. If I made love to you, then I kept you here with me. None of this would have ever happened. Did you want to, really? She wondered softly. You don't want I wanted to. He admitted after a minute. His eyes darkened. He got to his feet, towering over. But it would have been a slap in the face to your father. He trusted me to look after you. And God knows it would have been a mistake. A bad one, he said. I've never touched a virgin until that night. I felt a surge of pride at the confession, and it showed in her eyes. I've never touched one since either. He had it with a quiet smile. Learned your lesson, huh? She remembered with the people tempted him to not. Can you sleep now? She thought of the dark room was disquieting, but she raised the nervousness from her eyes. Yes, I think so. You can sleep with me if you want to. He said quietly. She knew exactly what it meant, that he'd die before he touched her, unless she wanted it. Hesitantly, her hand went out to touch his arm, a light touch that was quickly removed. Thank you, she said softly, but I'll be all right. His eyes searched her for a You trust me, don't you? He asked Jen. Yes, she said something. More than anyone else in the world can. It means something. Yes, you know, it means something. The carpet, she explains. Oh, cat, I'll bet the carpet's one. I'll buy a new one, go to bed. Thank you, she said as he turned to go out to the hall. I, uh, Melly said I should have told you about it, but I didn't, I wasn't sure. You didn't think that I'd blame you? He yeah, asked softly. She threw down the carpet and floor embarrassed now. He knew. Stop it, for God's sake, he said, boy. So you got mauled. It's a terrible experience, and I'm sorry to tell, but it doesn't change who you are. I looked I feel unclean, she was pretending. It's as if I've been robbed of something I had no had the right to give to a man I chose. Touched me in ways no man ever did. Not even you. He turned around. Yes, you were robbed, but not of your chastity. Even if he raped you, you still have that. Stared up at him. What? He lit a cigarette on. Oh, well, I'm putting this badly. He blew out a cloud of smoke. Stared down at her with narrow. Abby, how long ago did it happen? Week before last even. Okay, and you're still raw. That makes sense. Well, you'll get over it. And it will be different with a man you care about. Your lips pouted. Wasn't any different this afternoon. You scared me to death. His face paled. My fault. I've been without a woman for a while. And the feel of you went to my head. I was rougher than I ever meant to be. But but you've got to help yourself a little by not dwelling on what happened to you. How can I help it? It makes me sick just remembering it. She goes, no, put it in perspective, honey. He said curtly, jamming his bandaged hand in his pocket as if you're afraid he might try to touch her. As it occurred to you that by letting the experience warp your mind, you're giving that peace has come to attack you more rights over you than you give your husband. She stared at him, son. He looked nervous. Took another draw from him. You're giving him the right to dominate your life by dwelling on what happened, by blowing up what he did to you, letting it lock you up emotionally and physically. I. I hadn't thought of it like that. Suppose you start. She wrapped her arms around her trembling. 
You can't know how it is for a woman to hurt against a man. I can remember a time in your life when you very much liked being helpless against mine. He said under his breath. That was different. I knew you'd never hurt me. I knew that the af- this afternoon, but you found me like a wildcat. She like, you hurt me. His daughter don't you think because I have to be hard with my men that I'm that hard inside. You get under my skin like no other woman ever has. You deliberately needle me and take offense when I defend myself. It's always been that way. I never thought you could be hurt. She's my way avoiding this business. At least it's all by me. Well, I talk about it. Yes, really. It's all water under the bridge now. Thanks for the therapy session. She said always mom. Because she meant to leave home. Did it help? She nodded her eyes. Cad, I'm sorry I screamed this afternoon. He reached out. So there's a lock of air. I didn't know. Now I do. Give time. You'll be fine. I'll help. Thanks for letting me come. When Melly said you wanted to get here early for the wedding, so you could spend some time on the ranch, I didn't know the real reason. I thought, got his hand with him. You can still sleep with me if you want. I won't touch you. Their eyes soft. Her soft eyes searching his, and he looked back as if it were beyond his power. Maybe his eyes were like, Callie and Melia would be shocked to be to the back teeth. She was trying to joke about it and failing. It would have been heaven to lie in his arms on it. But thank you for the offer. It wasn't for, it wasn't for purely selfless reasons. He said, "Winking at her, bed's damn cold." In early spring, he chuckled. He and him softly, beast. Think you can sleep now? She nodded. I feel a little different about it. Maybe I just need time to put things into perspective after all. You like something to occupy your mind? I'll take you out to see the rest of the calves in the morning. Oh boy! She said, "It's just a lassie." But what if it snows again? She asked. It was awfully cloudy this afternoon and cold as blazes in the radio. What says? When has snow ever stopped me? He asked. Nah, honey. He turned and stroked off, stroked off towards the stairs. When has anything ever stopped you? She asked herself silently. Except once. She never realized until now that he really wanted her that night. He'd been so cool and calm on the surface that she half way convinced herself he had only been satisfying her curiosity to keep her from experimenting with younger, more hot-blooded males. But now she began to wonder. She was still wondering when she fell into a deep, satisfying sleep. End of chapter 6.